So I realized that I haven't really showed any love and respect to my boy recently. And um, I'm, I'm really trying to remember the last time he even got like an not an honorable mention, but just like a proper acknowledgement on the show, man. I really want to say the last time I even did anything remotely related to this. God damn, was it one of the versus episodes I did? It, it might have been me talking about, you know, I think it was on the brink of uh, Godzilla versus Kong about to drop. And I talked about all the versus movies. I talked about um you know alien versus predator batman versus superman and of course i talked about freddy versus jason because that's one of excuse me as flawed as that movie is it is one of the most you know monumental versus movies that we'll ever see people waited a really long time to see that movie man but 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 in 1991 man something happened that a lot of people actually thoroughly enjoyed and a lot of people that I know in particular just absolutely despise. And I'm here to tell y'all, man, y'all know. And, and again, I don't do this for shock value, man. These are genuine responses. These are genuine opinions. This is how I felt for a really, really long time, as far back as I can remember. But I feel like those these types of feelings always get more and more passionate because, you know, the older I get, the more savvy I get to film, the more I start to understand you know, how, how much I like about things in a different type of depth. So that being said, people, something happened in 1991 and that something was, I'm about to say it, people, it was Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Now, we know better. You know, Friday the 13th, The Final Chapter, The Final Frontier, The Final This, The Final That, The Finale, any anything finito, we know they're full of shit. Now, technically speaking, this is the final movie in this particular timeline, because after this, we did get Wes Craven's new nightmare. And I think that was probably 1994. Y'all can check out my commentary for that. And we did get Freddy versus Jason in 2003. And then in 2010, we got the shit show that is known as Nightmare on Elm Street remake. But this is the last time we see the character of Freddy Krueger like um, in this timeline, man, not counting Freddy versus Jason. I know it's a hybrid film. But I'm talking, y'all Y'all get what I'm saying, man. This is the last, this is when they actually decided, this is going to be the last movie. We're going to kill Freddy off until we can figure out what to do with this motherfucker. Because Freddy, like, let's keep it real, man, throughout the series. Freddy, you know, rest in peace, shout out to Wes Craven. New Line Cinema is the house that Freddy built. Uh, shout out to Robert England for just being one of the most notorious boogeymen on screen and for doing it, you know, coming back to do it over the years so many different times, man. He is that character. And I can understand why people... You know, anytime there's talk of recasting or, you know, when they talk about the remake, everybody's like, well, Robert England is my Freddy. He'll always be Freddy. Yeah, he'll always be our Freddy for the most part because we grew up on him. But there is a point in time where this, um, you know, properties like these, they're out of the hands of the people that created them. And they're out of the hands of the characters that played in these movies. And the main character sometimes in particular, they do get recast. This shit happens, people. It's called evolution, uh, whether it works or whether it doesn't. But, um, like, honestly, when Freddy came on the scene in 84, I believe, that was probably the, the only movie that's really scary, even though I do say Freddy is very intimidating in Nightmare on Elm Street 2, and I think Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is very underrated because it broke 
a lot of rules. Jack Shoulder didn't give a fuck about, oh, I can only get you in your dreams. He said, no, I'm going to make this a homoerotic possession film where Freddy breaks the rules of the dream world and the real world. And I respect it, man. It's a very ballsy movie. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, they introduced the dream warriors, you know, the kids having, um, you know, uh, powers in their dreams to actually fight back against Freddy. I feel like I don't know if people were really ready for that back then. I feel like it, you know, with movies like it chapter one and chapter two, especially chapter one with the kids being kids going up against a force like Pennywise. I feel like it would be more respected now if they would have came out with a dream warriors uh, version or so, but I don't know. It's still the best sequel in the series, but we got to keep it a bean for everybody that hates how goofy and comedic Freddy's dead is. We knew this was coming, man. This was coming in Nightmare on Elm Street, the, you know, the Dream Warriors. As good as that movie is, and there are scary moments in that movie, don't get me wrong, but Freddy was on his way to center stage for fucking BT Comic View. He really was, man. He was becoming a stand-up comedian. His one-liners were on a bean in that movie, you know, what's wrong, Joey, feeling tongue-tied and welcome to prime time, bitch, and all this other, like, his one-liners were on and popping at that point. So when the dream master when part four came out freddy's one-liners were turned up more than a couple notches and so on and so forth so what i love about freddy's dead man and shout out to the director rachel talalay who has been with the nightmare on elm street series since the beginning if i'm not mistaken she's been on board since the first movie as like an executive producer or producer and i love how you know it's so family family oriented how they let rachel talalay direct what was supposed to be the last entry in the film because she was one of the day one players you know and she knows how much box office numbers these movies made off the top of her fucking head she's awesome and she also directed ghost in the machine y'all can check out my commentary for that but um I always will appreciate this movie because they finally fully embraced what Freddy Krueger had become on screen, man. He had become a joke. He had become a stand-up comedian. Yeah, Freddy will fuck you up, no doubt. He gonna goof off. That's one of the things that pisses me off about Freddy Krueger is he can't just kill you quick and easy. He's gonna fuck with you. He's gonna fuck with you, but based off of, you know, what you like, based off of what you're afraid of, and so on and so forth. He doesn't give a shit, man. He's gonna be a complete goofball, and he's gonna make an ass out of you, whether he turns you into a puppet, whether he turns you into a cockroach, whether he turns you into a comic book character that you draw yourself. He's going to shit on your entire parade and in your cereal at the end of the day. Freddy does not care, but I love... That they embraced how goofy everything was and they said, listen, we're just going to go complete batshit with this one. We're going to go complete batshit. We're going to do marketing. We're going to have random ass cameos and we're just going to go all out, man. We're going to go for broke here. And that's exactly what they did. And it's not like the last two movies were the best fucking Nightmare on Elm Street movies ever made. The last two movies are entertaining. It's hard for me to hate, to actively hate a Nightmare on Elm Street film because they're entertaining as shit. The only ones that I really this strongly dislike borderline hate is the remake because you know people can say what they want about this one at least this movie was creative at least they utilized the budget the effects and how crazy can we get the remake didn't do any of that shit so that's one of the reasons why the remake sits at the bottom of the totem pole and not this movie and again shout out to robert england lisa zane's in this movie who i never knew until like a couple years ago that that's billy zane's sister man and they're both decent I, I think i wish lisa zane was in way more movies um you got leslie dean who also worked with robert england before she worked with robert england when he directed 976 evil um who else is in here the late great yafet kodos in here brecken meyer 
from fucking Clueless is in here. You know what I'm saying? Like hawking loogies on the grassy knoll with the rest of the slackers type of shit. He's in this movie too. And like I said, a couple other cameos. But people, we are almost eight minutes into this intro. So let's just get it popping with this, um, you know, with this commentary. I did have to find this online. I could not find this uh you know, it wasn't on Tubi. I don't even know if it was on demand or not. Maybe I didn't look, you know, hard enough. I'm not sure. But it is online and it is the, you know, standard theatrical version of Freddy's Dead. And that's just in case y'all are tuning in with me. And y'all know if y'all are tuning in, y'all are the true to the reviews MVP. So that being said, people, let's jump into this commentary for new. Damn, I was about to say new nightmare. God damn, I got my. I got my wires crossed, man. Uh, y'all can check out the commentary. Listen, I've done commentary for every Nightmare on Elm Street movie except for Freddy's Dead, which we're about to do now, and except for the remake Fred, uh, and Freddy vs. Jason, if that counts. But all the other movies, you guys can check those out if y'all want. But commentary, people, for Freddy's Dead. I will hit the play button in 3, 2, 1. Hold on, I fucked that up. But we are, we are rocking and rolling, though. I just fucked up. It's okay. All right, that... I didn't know it was gonna come on that reckless. I knew the song was coming on. I just didn't know at that at that moment in time. They gotta relax a little bit. And I like that they kept um, you know, they kept the quotes going. Not sure what this song is called, but I like it. I really need to figure out what the name of that song is. I want to hear it. I want to hear the whole thing. You know what? It just dawned on me because because the the caption says Springwood, Ohio, ten years from now, mysterious killings and suicides wipe out entire population of children, teenagers, blah 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 blah. But it just dawned on me, right? How would y'all feel if they had a post-apocalyptic Freddy movie? Freddy's not going to get any older. You dig what I'm saying? He he's he's a force. You know he's already fucked up, so he's not going to get any older. But how would y'all feel if you know Freddy just wasn't killing kids in Springwood? Like if he if the kids evaded him and fought him for so long that they became you know well into their adult years and there were just certain methods they had to go about to staying awake like the most extreme methods you could ever think of maybe they had to find new ways i don't know i'm just i'm going out on a limb here and this i, I want to say this was a homage to a nightmare at twenty thousand feet the uh the, the twilight zone john Now that is Sean Greenblatt, I think his name is, that plays John Doe. He's going to make you help him because you're the last. Sit the fuck down, because first of all, don't you know you 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 pop up in my face giving me little clues and shit but you're not telling me anything i really need to change this seat i'm sorry there's nothing i can do i'm afraid of heights 
<laughs> this is why I mind my business. I don't, you know, I don't really talk to strangers like. Can't do planes, man. Whew. Don't y'all don't y'all hate when you wake up from dreams like that? Like right before you hit the ground when you fall in, you just and then most of the time I, I got a big ass jug of ice water next to me. Or it might be water by the time I get up. But uh yeah, I gotta get to that that water jug afterwards because I can't even fucking breathe I'm all dehydrated nightmares suck man Shit. see like something like this mm -mm. And this is like a nightmare. Like this is this is what I mean. The shit that they didn't do with the remake. Everybody hates on this movie, but they took creative liberties as a Nightmare on Elm Street film should. This might have been a little bit too far. <laughs> Freddy on a broomstick. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. For some reason, man, I, I know it's a small notion, but I love how as soon as he dove out that window, the, uh, you know, the cast names start to pop up. I don't, it's something about how they introduce those, those, uh, not title cards, but those captions as the cast names pop up in that moment. It's always been something about it. I don't know. I guess it always made me feel, okay, these are the, the, the names of the people who are playing the characters in the last Freddy movie we are about to get. Now, I know it wasn't, but at the time, that's what I was thinking. And it was a big deal for me. Because the hype, the hype for this movie was so real, man. And you know what's crazy? The most consistent thing... About this movie or about this series is the you know 1428 L. Now this I, I want to say I might have had a dream about this just falling down an endless hill. This is this is just irritating to imagine, not to watch but to imagine. It's fun to watch, but like at some point I'm just gonna ask God to help me stop falling. the longest hill ever and let me find out he was really uh sean greenblatt was really getting dirty in this movie i'm not gonna say he did that whole stunt but he did some of it i love that shot i know it's like a matte painting like green screen type of thing that he's staring into but i love the way it looks
Bob Shea. Bob Shea is always popping up in these movies. He was in part two. He's in part four. He's in this. All right, sir. We get it. It's it's a joke. We get it. <laughs> Bob Shea was also in um, Freddy vs. Jason. He was the principal. Now, I will say this. Freddy's makeup is... This is not the best Freddy makeup in this movie. Is it better than the last movie, The Dream uh, Dream Child? I, I don't know. Mm. Concussion. Maybe that should have been his fucking, you know, John Doe's debut album, These Are My Concussions. I love the look on Freddy's face. He's like, yeah, I can't, I can't do all that just yet. The thing about the makeup in this one, uh, it's it's a lot more dry than it is. It was a little bit slimy, not slimy, but it was a little bit more moisturized in in um the Dream Child, and it makes it look like it hurts to touch. But I think the best makeup for Freddy in these in all the fucking Nightmare on Elm Street movies is the second movie. His look is so sinister in that second movie, yo. And regardless of all the hate, I do kind of like where they tried to go with Jackie O'Haley's uh, version of Freddy, like the look of Freddy. Even though the CG kind of fucked it up. Nah, the CG didn't kind of. It fucked it up a lot. But I like that they... You know, he, that's how a burn victim would look. He said, fuck it. Well, I'm in Springwood. I might as well just ease on down the road. Right. What's the point of you visiting if all you're gonna do is scold him? Nice job on my heel. I expected to see some improvement. He isn't a Toyota. Oh, Pretty sure that was the most popular car at the time. You okay? And Breckin Meyer, in my opinion, he went on in the nineties, I mean and the two thousands, he went on to have a pretty decent career. Like, I think one of the last movies that I personally saw him in was Ghost of Girlfriend's Past, where that was actually very good casting. He played uh, Matthew McConaughey's little brother, and Lacey Chabert was his his, uh, his fiance. Oh, it's the pipe bomb from Left 4 Dead. I've been confiscating stuff like this all week. Where do they get it? 
I'm gonna put this downstairs with the rest of the arsenal. He said it like '90s kids weren't the most creative generation. Her attitude sucks. And Leslie Dean, like, uh, she plays Tracy. She's cool, but it's, it's, it's almost too much of an emphasis on the fact that she has to be tough. It's like, we get it. Screw that shit. Let's just scoop them up and take them to the shelter. Let the bleeding hearts do the typing. And I think his name is Ricky Dean Logan, dude that plays Carlos. Is it Ricky Dean Logan? I, I want to say it is Ricky Dean Logan. I want to be right without looking it up. But he's that dude in he's that dude in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Where he's like, there are vampires out there, man. The whole time he doesn't even know his neck is bleeding, and then he just passes out. Don't do that, all right? Why don't you talk back to her for once? Oh, yeah, right. Like, you talk back to your father? Let me tell you something, Spence. I stopped talking back when it became hazardous to my health. Do you know what I mean? That was straight out of a commercial. So Meanwhile, the hearing aids are called Hazardous to My Health Incorporated. As long as you do before dawn, home free. All right, that means we're going to live in large and Cali before the week is out. You better be sure, man. Trust me, I've got all the bases covered. I need to get out of here even more than you do. You don't know shit about needing to get out. Your family's a picnic, rich boy. Yeah, what do you know? Yeah, why is she just pushing everybody around? At least your father didn't try to set you up with his girlfriend's older sister. Don't talk to me about fathers. You just come to visit, too? Yeah, every time I close my eyes. I really like that scene. Um, because Carlos, you can tell Carlos and Tracy have a certain type of friendship where he knows the backstory on her father, so he was kind of signaling Spencer behind her, like, yo, don't talk about, don't say that, don't say that. And Yafet Kodo, ladies and gentlemen, rest in peace. He reminds me of my grandpa. Without the facial hair. I only get 23 minutes a week with these kids. With that kind of attention, be lucky she didn't kill them. And he's a genre guy, man. He was in a he played Parker in Alien. I was mad he died. I do have to watch the Bond movie he was in. I've never seen it. I think it was Live and Let Die that he was in. You know, I can reach these kids through their dreams. They give me half the chance I can help you with your problem. I don't have a little power. I just have a little recurring dream, and I'm handling it fine. And you are not being paid to be a dream doctor. I'm not barely being paid. That's why I gotta do what I think is right. These are ancient dream demons. Supposedly they roam the dreams of the living until they find the most foreshadow much twisted human imaginable. Then they give them the power to cross the line and turn our nightmares into reality. Maggie, cops just brought in another kid. Real mess. Hasn't slept for days. Bad case of amnesia. They need your evaluation right away. How long have you been awake? As far as I can remember. Or now. About three days. Looks more like three weeks. Yeah, well, that's the wonder of amnesia. It always keeps you guessing. Where are you from? I don't know! <laughs> 
Can you imagine being an amnesiac and people just keep asking you fucking questions? Like, I can imagine how frustrated that's got to be. It's like, so what do you like to do for fun? It's like, I don't know! (laughs) You can't remember shit. I meant the soda. No, you didn't. Sit down. Why is he just beating up inanimate objects now? It's gonna be all right, son. If I fall asleep, I'm not waking up. Why do you think that? I don't think it. I feel it. If I fall asleep, there's gonna be trouble. Sounds good. Springwood. The dude put the pillow over his head all aggressive like that. It's it, he's it's not that bad. Like I could see if he was singing opera or Henry VIII on some Patrick Swayze shit, but I'd have been able to deal with that. It's well put. You could tell he'd been asleep because he's like, look, man, I don't even care what you do. I'm not going to stop singing. The water tower, because they're making it so much of a thing, it automatically makes me think of what are they going to do? with this radio tower in Halloween ends. There's so many fan theories. Somebody's fan theory was the radio tower is gonna I mean not do that. But somebody's theory was the radio tower is gonna project like crazy waves and infected I, I don't know what the fuck it is. The fan theories for the tower in Halloween ends is insane. And I didn't even know that they had showed that radio tower in Halloween Kills during the flashback sequence. But I'm just wondering. I don't know. I, I feel like Michael and Jamie are going to end up in the top of this radio tower and they're both just going to plummet to their death. That's a nasty looking blood spill. Play with me. Tell me who I am. I won't tell. Well, leave, leave me alone then. Damn, like, I would be annoyed with this little girl if she just kept popping up in dreams. Like, you're not adding any substance to my already fucked up situation right now. That's a pretty fucked up image right there. Free me, you idiot! I'm your fucking memory! <laughs> that, 
That dude was selling it, man. And now my phone's ringing. I'm, I'm telling y'all, people only call me when I'm recording. But that that security guard, he was selling it, man, because he did not have to fucking jump, like, leapfrog out that window the way he did. Jinx, you owe me a soda. I don't like it. There's some connection between your dreams and his dreams, and his dreams being bad news. I know you think I'm crazy, but I can feel it. Why can't anybody talk about anything but dreams around here? I'm so sick of hearing about this bullshit. Because it's trending. I believe that. You think you can solve this boy's puzzle to help you with your own? I don't have a puzzle. Yes, you do. Yo, Doc, Doc was letting her know, man. And that's why I say he reminds, he really talked to her like that was his child. He had to check her, man, and let her know, like, look, I know more about this shit than you do. And but what he said, what he was saying to her. It reminded me of Gomez Adams when he when uh when Doc was just like you know there's a com- there's a connection between your dreams and his dreams and his dreams need- mean bad news. It reminds me of when Raul Julia, rest in peace, shout out to one of the goats. He was like, old business is old business and new business is new business and we do not discuss new business until next quarter. A little bit. Go back. <laughs> he said, bitch, that's manslaughter. I can't. He said, I got three strikes. I'm not going down for this. <laughs> the, way, the way he said, oh my God, was so convincing. <laughs> That was his dramatic acting of the film, yo. Oh, goodness gracious. The first thing we have to do is find a telephone, and you call Kelly and you tell him where you are. Do you understand? And then we have to figure out how to get you home. Are you listening? Don't scream at me. Was your driving? I mean, you just screamed at me. Excuse me, people. Now I hope I hope what I'm not about to do is start sneezing during this commentary, man. When I tell y'all, man, if y'all not from Philly, understand this weather. It's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <sighs> Excuse me, y'all. Um, somebody is at the cabin in the woods climate control panel, and they're drunk as shit, just pressing buttons. It snowed yesterday for all of like two minutes. I kid y'all not. 60 here, 70 there, 50 there. Then it'll be 12 degrees the next day. Like, come on, man. Make it. Jesus. (laughs) 
And then I hate when, like, when people... This is completely random. I'm all over the place. This motherfucker's too old to be in bumper cars. I don't know. Maybe that's how I would want to enjoy my remaining years. I don't know. Yeah, this was a little creepy. Uh, but they really could have made this... Like, had they not would have got goofy with it, they could have made this sequence right here at this town fair one of the creepiest sequences in the franchise. Because I like the idea of it. There's a town fair and there's nothing but the elderly there. And I, I feel like probably Roseanne's the scariest part of this entire scene. First of all, don't touch me. Tom Arnold. It's actually a really good reference to Twin Peaks because it's just, right, you know, on, unpredictable, weird shit. Now, go! I hope they make it. Let's see what they can tell us at the school. What? Somebody rang those bells? Lucky us. This soundtrack for uh for this movie overall ain't half bad. And I'm not a big uh I'm not a really big rock and roll dude, but I there's a lot of rock and roll I can listen to. Um the the Nightmare on Elm Street series and the Friday 13th series and Scream in particular, I love those soundtracks for those series. That's rock and roll music I can definitely listen to. Or I don't I don't know if y'all classify as rock or alternative rock. I'm not sure, but for the most part, y'all get what I mean. She wasn't even driving that fast, Carlos. Relax. Do you have to do that? You're such a high you know that? I don't play that shit. I need all the senses I've got. Put that fucking thing out. They pretty much were me. Like they're they're me when you know when when I first quit cigarettes. What? eight years ago that first week was hell man and everybody around me was was smoking cigarettes and it was just it, it was like i had to have some type of therapy man it was like an endurance test just to be around people that just constantly smoke cigarettes but that's like how frustrated i would get in my head Now, how many of y'all have ever done this? Have y'all ever gotten stuck in a neighborhood? <laughs> like, just been driving around a fucking neighborhood for, like, two hours trying to get out of there? I haven't, uh, I haven't done it in a car, but I got lost in a neighborhood with a couple of my homies that I went to school with back in the day. 
and we were so fucking fried, y'all. I kid y'all not. This is a true story. I'm not going to put their names out there, but if they ever listen to this commentary, they know exactly who they are and exactly what I'm talking about. We got so fried. We we literally walked maybe four blocks away from the house because, you know, we were younger back then. We didn't want his aunt to know we were dipping off the smoke. So we literally, we, we got lost. It was out in Trevo's, and so we called it Lost in the Vos. And we, it was like a half hour. We were trying to find our way back home, and we were only a couple blocks away. And Spencer was just like, huh? Now it's my turn. Nice. She's just so, like, yeah, Spencer probably should have tried to come right at her neck. I actually remember exactly what I was saying. Uh, I hate when... When people... They'll text me while I'm recording... Or they'll call me when I'm recording. I'll text back like, yo, I'm recording. And then they won't even text back at the time. I was actually, uh, I was sighing because people, I like, let me get sidetracked for a second, as I tend to do. I'd made this, this TikTok account to promote the podcast, anything cinema and everything podcast related, right? Who, like, nobody gave me the memo that, where do these MILFs come from on TikTok? These are, these are a different breed of MILFs on here, yo. Like it's it's a, it's a it's a hell of a distraction, man. But I do need a bigger female listening base. So if they're milfs, so be it. Meanwhile, this dude's been rapping the whole time. Well, what does that mean if we're still stuck? Come on, where are you going? Away. It's like I drove us in circles longer than he did. You got me fucked up. I'd have parked up somewhere and slept in the van. I love that line. Now I wonder, was this a real neighborhood or was this like a set? Was this a lot that they dressed up? This is the one. We'll have it all to ourselves. But there's no heat, no plumbing, right? 
You'll survive. Come on. Meanwhile, the door was probably open the entire time. And I, I, I love that. The blood, the, the blood just starts dripping from the top of the door. Old Faithful. Oh my god, people. I really feel like I need a Benadryl right now. This is fucking ridiculous. Springtime fucking sucks, man. I'm sorry. I like springtime is the, the the one season where I need to be in a in a in a plastic bubble. Jig Gyllenhaal shit. I'm telling y'all, this is ridiculous. But ain't no flowers, ain't no pollen, no spring weather. I'm gonna stop this commentary. But if y'all hear me pass out and fall out of this chair, then that's something completely different. That's when we should be concerned. I actually like the sound they used for that jump scare. This is a lame old freak. Miss Maggie's pet psycho. Carlos! Carlos! It, what's crazy is that the 1428 Elm Street house, it always, for the most part, looks the same. Why couldn't they do that with the fucking Myers house? You got the Myers house in the first two movies, same location. They don't show it in four. Part five, it's a goddamn gothic mansion with 18 rooms and some Scooby-Doo trap doors. And part six, they they dialed it down. They made it they made it smaller, but it's bigger than the original Myers house, but it's closer to the original than part five was. Resurrection actually nailed the Myers house. Tracy! And so did uh, so did Halloween Kills. Now this woman that plays Carlos's mom in the dream, she was in Ghost. She was in the movie Ghost, and she was like, "Cici, he's mama. She is Maria." She was the one that was um, getting ripped off by Whoopi Goldberg in that scene. She almost looks like a Spanish version of my grandmother. My mother's mother. Almost. Ah, fuck, fuck, fuck. My fear, people. Oh, my God. Just... Fuck. He cut clean through that air, too. But the Q-tip shit always kills me, man, because that is one of the reasons. Let me tell y'all, man, true story. Um, You know, the unofficial co-host, Emright, once upon a time, man, he had to he had to take, like, I'm, I'm telling y'all, he had to take cotton out of my ear because I used a Q-tip and I pulled that motherfucker out my right ear. 
When I say that shit was bare, naked, cotton in my ear, just stuck. I was freaking the fuck out. I thought I was going to die. Like, it, it was bad. This motherfucker Emory had to take, uh, he had to take, like, a pair of steel tweezers and, like, pull that shit out of my ear. I was fucking terrified, yo. That's why, here's a, here's a tip, man. For anybody that's scared to use, um, you know, actual Q-tips and scared to get the cotton stuck in your ear, use a bobby pin. Scoop the wax out with a bobby pin. It's a hell of a lot safer. Now, the way Freddy's dancing around him, like, this is, this is just, Carlos is me trying to ignore everybody on a regular basis. But life finds a way. And Fred, Freddy's just goofing off, yo. Give me my hearing Why are you yelling? This was always, this is some body horror shit, man, which every Nightmare on Elm Street movie needs. Ugh. You would figure that that shit would turn him into the Giver or something. But like I said, body horror, every Nightmare on Elm Street movie has to have some type of body horror. Maybe not the first one. The second movie is just body horror in general. It's like The Fly, um, the the recent Candyman movie that came out, The Thing. Like it's just body horror. Um, part three, the body horror moment was Philip getting turned into a puppet. Part four was Debbie getting turned into a roach. Part five was Dan getting turned into whatever the fuck he turned into on that motorcycle. But it, I feel like body horror in a Freddy movie is a big part of the franchise. It's something that should always, it should at least be in there once for one nightmare sequence. Why Freddy, why the palm of his hand ain't burnt? And Freddy, he was just being annoying at this point. And that's what he does. That's why I said he's not just going to kill you normally. He's going to goof off. It's never going to be quick, man. And that's what he did in the remake. Like, he was just killing people like an average slasher. Yeah, they recreated the scene where Tina was, you know, getting tossed all over the bed. But then when he kills her boyfriend, he just... Punches, punches through the back of, you know, through his back and out of his chest. Fuck! Shit, I can't stand it either, man. I know I've said this before. Fuck, I think I've said this before, but it was a teacher in high school that used to do this shit to us. Damn.
with his partially bloodied hearing aid and nobody's weirded out yet. Spencer high as shit. See what's on this TV. I gotta take the van. I'm gonna look for him. I've never been that fucking high, people. Like I, I and and I've had my moments. Like there's been moments where. I'm trying to think of what year it was exactly. I remember the moment, but I don't remember the year. I've been so high before, people, that I thought I heard demons talking coming out of the speaker. No bullshit. But he's just he was just looking at a cracked screen. He was looking at a cracked screen and's like, you see what's on this TV? It's like, no, I, I've never been that drunk or fried in my lifetime. He swore he knew what he was talking about, man. Why else am I still alive when everybody else is dead? Skip, skip, skip to the loop, skip to my darling. Sing it, lady. Skip to the loop, skip, skip, skip to the loop. What? Somebody should have put a beat behind that. She was on cue. this actress do you remember me she was in well, something of course i do my boy i remember every one of my children Especially look how happy he was he's like oh my gosh he remembered me you sit your hype you ass down john doe and you do you remember the see even maggie's child? fed up she's like enough <laughs> of, of this bullshit who was it we're not permitted to disclose a child's real identity oh Melissa. well lady what are you good for what are you people good for so extra and so wrong i get it it was supposed to throw people off completely i understand she remembered me she remembered me too and 50 other imaginary friends right let's get out of here look i know he's supposed to be a lot younger than she is but i would have came right at maggie i'd have been like look you've been a great help would you like to you know, here. never mind. I can't find Carlos. Spencer's wasted at this old house. Come on, we gotta get to them before Freddy does. Who's, who's, who's Freddy? I'll tell you on the way. Come on! God damn it! It's alright. God, I used to hate when TVs did that shit. Alright, once again. And Johnny Depp, people. I love that he came back. Johnny Depp wasn't too big for his bridges because at the time, '91, uh, did he already do Edward Scissorhands? I don't remember. That was a hell of a hit. Oh yeah, 
This this is definitely one of my favorite songs. Uh, when I was a kid and I heard this song, I said, "Yo, I I want to. Freddie can take me into that TV realm. Those psychedelic colors and how it forms around him in a room. I fell in love with this song once I once I uh, saw this movie as, as a kid. Man, I'm telling y'all, because it was just a cool ass scene. I know it's goofy, but it's just cool to watch." And I've got all the beat I honor. Don't you know that her home is the truth? Whoever made the beat for Nas, Thief Steam, they definitely sampled that song. It's a, it's a lot slower than the original version, but they definitely sampled that. I mean, you keep talking to me like that, I'll do whatever you want. I want and people in the theater were probably like, "What the hell is this?" I would love to see the making of this entire movie. This scene in particular. This actually made me want to eat more apples as a kid. Look, I know people, I know it's ridiculous. Even for a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, even for the final nightmare, it's ridiculous. I get it, but it's entertaining as shit. I wonder how they did that. Like, to, how to make his? How did they make his stomach look like that? Was he really doing that himself? That shot right there. Oh no, no, no! They had, they had probably what they did was you could tell about how the floor is moving. They had Breckin Meyer's body halfway into the floor, and probably had somebody else's legs or prosthetic legs. You know what I mean? The fact that he's awake with his eyes open is just wild. And there's nothing he can do. Now, I know I know it's Looney Tunes, Wacky Dacky. Animaniacs, I know. But that's the point we were getting to already. <laughs> it's like, yo. He... Maggie looked like she was following a bullet. I have to go in. What about Freddie? Freddie won't hurt me. I'm family. Okay, so how do you feel Oh, God. She said, bitch. <laughs> she 
She did that shit with enthusiasm. And he's like, well, damn, I didn't want to fall asleep that fast. She hit the fuck out of him with that, what was that, a table leg? Easier way. Concentration, meditation, that's what Doc always says. Bullshit. Bullshit. There's there's no way she just yeah, let me meditate and make myself fall asleep in three, two nah. He was beating Freddie to a into an accordion. Poor Spencer. First of all, it was not that many steps for him to be falling that damn long. they did stray away from that uh, is a big letdown in this movie for me they strayed away from the gore like people may not you know a lot of people have problems with the dream child and the dream child is the weakest as far as the original series goes not including Freddy vs. Jason but the dream child has some really great practical effects, man. John Doe is so impressed. Damn, Freddie was going to take her whole head off. down it's just a nightmare said no one ever this is that's me just looking out my window to just start a regular day it's like all right i know it's gonna be some somebody gonna be on some bullshit out here i already know You know, that's not a bad place uh, to live, like just in the middle of the atmosphere. You you know, you look out the front door and you look down and there's earth. Nothing is going to make me get off this bed. <laughs> Damn it. My man just can't catch a break, yo. I hate this house. Oh, 
ain't no way. Honestly, I would have just made myself wake up. I'm not jumping out that fucking out that window and down to earth. It may sound cool, but I'm not doing all that. Now the real crossover, when he's got this parachute on him, when he's just in free fall, the real crossover, he should have just seen Vin Diesel and uh, you know the rest of his crew parachuting cars from that plane in Fast Seven. And it's cold as hell outside, people. I need to close these damn windows. Maybe that's how all this pollen is getting in here. Mari Povich moment of the century right here. Like, in a world of where uh, serial killers are assholes and they definitely have their true asshole moments, Freddy's just is just ongoing. Freddy and Wishmaster are assholes. <laughs> he just fell out. You know, John Doe's is just falling out of the sky these days, huh? I always hated the way they made his chest look. It's all bulky and obviously fake. It's a, you know, it's a fake prosthetic chest. Oh, you'll be alright, John. Oh, maybe not. So petty. Freddie, this. You know what, man? I, I, I got to be honest. Now, what I was about to say, I was about to say, Freddie breaks a lot of rules in this movie, but they do it in every fucking movie. There's really nothing you can really say about the Nightmare on Elm Street films like, well, Freddy can't do that. The characters can't do this. Yes, they can because the established lore is that Freddy died and he comes back to kill you in your dreams. They didn't say what he can and cannot do in that first movie. And I feel like that gave him, well, it kind of was like, you know, Johnny Depp told uh heather lane camp he's like well you turn your back on it you don't give it the power and all this other shit and that's what she does and that's what defeats freddy but every fucking movie breaks breaks the rules in a different way every single movie you had to return his bones to sacred ground and throw holy water on the shit but then the dog jason pissed fire and freddy came back to life 
in Kincaid's dream. And then, he, you know, Alice dreamt about Amanda Kruger in part five. And then Amanda gave birth to Freddie. Freddie crawled back into his old clothes in the church where he died in part four and resurrected himself. And now he can just go into Lisa Zane's head. It's so much shit. This series just... It, it just it just does things. It's one of the reasons why I would have gave the remake a pass had they wouldn't went crazy and broke rules. Cool, I'm fine with that. And it's a remake, reboot, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's cool to stand alone and do something different. If they would have gotten crazy creative with it and broke a lot of rules, I'd have gave it a pass. But they, but they didn't. With all the rules and all the times that this series contradicts itself, the remake didn't do none of that shit. This is the one slasher franchise where you pretty much have free reign to do whatever. Like, I'd be damned if I write a Nightmare on Elm Street script and send it to New Line Cinema and Bob Shea and he'll be like, yeah, we can't do this in a Freddy movie. Why not? I'm sorry, people. I went on a rant because it just just dawned on me. He erased them. See, Freddy can erase people from existence. Maggie, it's it's all right. First of all, he didn't say it like that. And he didn't say it that many times. He was actually dying. There's that jump scare sound again. Mother! <laughs> Why'd she knock if she had keys? Hey, 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 hey. Of course I'm jamming. People, it's Chub Rock, goddammit. There is a page on TikTok where a guy dresses up as the Grinch, and he's got this funky-looking vacuum, and he just walks into places and starts dancing. This is one of the songs he dances to, and it's hilarious. You're getting ready to kill somebody. Defend myself. It's your mind to go for That is so fucking salty, yo. Like, she just found out she was adopted. You know what I mean? Salty as shit. Your whole life you've been lied to. There's a dream demon, you know, stalking you and your kids. Or the kids. You got no umbrella walking in the rain. I do like the wet hair. The Springwood Gazette. Nobody even questioned that. And it's not like she's sleep, but nobody questioned like today's headline reads 910 never sleep again. What the fuck does that mean?
you know what else I love that the majority of these actors and actresses that were involved in Nightmare on Elm Street they are on the Never Sleep Again documentary they talk about their experiences making the movies and whatnot. I love that man because it's like I love that these actors and actresses aren't ashamed of being in horror movies there's a lot of people that you know you're not going to get a feature length interview with Naomi Watts about being in Children of the Corn 4 or Charlize Theron for being in Children of the Corn 3 or Eva Mendes for being in Children of the Corn 5 you know what I'm saying but you have people like Johnny Depp you know Breckenmeyer you got these types of people who are a part of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street franchises who aren't ashamed of it Paul Rudd even every once in a while talks about Halloween 6. I just love it. You know, they they don't forget who gave them a chance early on in their career. They don't forget that horror will forever be a part of their lives. Like George Clooney was in um George Clooney was in this movie. I've never seen this called Return to Horror High. Vanna White was in was it Graduation Day? Jason Alexander was in The Burning. It, it, I love seeing old, like uh, old school movies with celebrities early on in their careers. <coughs> Meanwhile, Maggie, she's like, wait, she's like, I haven't worn this dress in two hours. That's her little cosplay dress. I love that that little tap into the claw on his leg that Freddy's doing. I wonder what people's reaction was in this movie. Or in this scene, I meant to say. Like, how did they react to the fact that Freddy Krueger had a child? So what's your end game? You know, y'all are the best of friends. You protect her and her dreams from here on out. Like, what the fuck? Because if I found out my pot was Freddy Krueger, those are the types of question, questions I would have. It's like, yo, okay, so I know you're my father. You've murdered everyone that I'm close to. And you have murdered over the years in other sequels. So now what? Are we going to, are we cool or... I'm pretty sure the city won't allow you to just place a street sign wherever you want to. That dirty ass water. That water dirty as shit she's washing her face in. This shit. This scene. I I, I don't like this scene, yo. I get it. Like, Freddy, what, what Freddy's doing, he's, you know... 
it's like Doc said. He said he'll use he'll use things against you. But this shit with her dad like touching on her is just fucking disgusting, man. And they cast the right actor. I'm sorry, nothing against this actor, but he looks like anytime they cast like a person who touches young girls or kids in general, they cast the right people. This motherfucker reminds me of that pedophile ass nigga in Saw 4 that had to fuck his own self up when Larik Bent told him to strap himself down. And he reminds me of that fat fuck creep ass dude that was in Alice Sweet Alice. Y'all people that saw that movie, y'all know what I'm talking about. That fat nasty son of a bitch in Alice Sweet Alice. That's who he reminds me of. Oh god, you are one sick bastard. God, it was so satisfying to see her do this. I love how she wraps that cord around her wrist like that, because she was really about to go to work. Beat the shit out that nigga, and as she should, that's how I would expect the situation to go down. Now he got that Play-Doh face. <laughs> and there's some decent tricky camera angles that they use in this movie. And it's in, you know, it, 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 it coincides with how they do a lot of the Nightmare on Elm Street camera tricks. See, this was before Freddy knew how to elbow drop and kung fu kick when he fought Jason. His fighting skills wasn't up to par. That I love that. I wish we would have got more of that. Freddy's, you know, his hand, his claw just spinning like a windmill. Now, obviously, she had, like, you know, something padding her wrist, so she really didn't get burned, but it, oh, just the idea of it. That's how you do it, though. That's how you wake yourself up. Pinching yourself in nightmares doesn't really work. That shit has not worked for me in the past couple years. Like, it's something, I don't know, it's something internally I have to do to wake myself up. Tracy? I remember in this scene, I thought, uh... I thought Yafet Koto was going to die. And the crazy thing is, I think I saw, as a kid, I think I saw this movie before I even saw Alien. And I was still attached to his character in this film. Freddy's got that ghost face voice changer.
He beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Doc went straight hood on him real quick. He said, you must have forgot who I was in Alien. Now, I guess because this is the last movie, they said, okay, let's do another nod that is, that people are really going to remember to the first movie. Because Freddy, you know, Freddy's cutting his fucking hands off when he's in the alley. He's like, Dina, watch this. All which were supposed to work. But that just goes to show. Right. It just goes to show that Freddy, you know, he says it. He says it in uh in part four when he's fighting Alice in the church, he says I'm I am eternal, and that you really can't kill Freddy Krueger. It's one of the reasons why I I can't wait to see what they do moving forward with the series if they ever do. But it's all a matter of you know Wes Craven's estate, his family giving the green light. Ain't no way that'd be my long pop. <laughs> this is all I'm gonna say right here. If you ha- if you ever have a character like Doc again in a fr- in a Friday Thirteenth movie in a fucking uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie, please cast Brian Tyree Henry. That's all I'm saying, people. Brian Tyree Henry would be perfect in a role like this, man. Plus, I feel like he could whoop more ass. He'll definitely whoop. And that's not to say Doc didn't whoop Freddy's ass real quick with that bat. But Brian Terry Henry definitely would put in some work. And he survived the Child's Play reboot. Look, Tracy, we get it. But it's my, it's my pop, all right? I, 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 I hear what you're saying. Now, before they even get into this dream sequence, the, the third act battle in the film, they did some really cool shit here. Um, it finally provided some backstory to Freddy Krueger that we never really knew about. Freddy was a really fucked up kid. He was a fucked up teenager. And um, you get a glimpse of how the, 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 the neighborhood parents torched them which they expanded on in the remake that is one thing they did that in the remake that i i did like um was they showed you know when clancy brown and the 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 rest of the townspeople hunted him down at the boiler room and they torched him and all this type of shit but i love there's a line where you know one of the parents is like should we really be doing this and then the other parent says something along the lines of uh you know why not so my daughter can be in court and have to tell everybody what happened and then, you know, Clancy Brown's like, no, this ends tonight. We're going to kill this motherfucker. And, I, you know, I don't always need a backstory. Freddy's one of those characters where I don't mind. Like, I didn't really need a Leatherface 
when he was in an institution type of shit. And part of me didn't really need Dave Fairch as Michael Myers when he was a kid. Michael Myers especially. I don't need too much backstory on Michael Myers. But this is uh this is one of those times where I didn't really it didn't really bother me too much. These weird ass descendants of Earthworm Jim, however, these are a different story. This shit here looks like a level from a fighting game. I don't know whether Eternal Champions or some shit out of Altered Beast. This look like it look like it look like something from some Sega Genesis game. All right, see now the electricity's just being petty. It's like when you lead me to what fucking door I'm supposed to go in. And Maggie, uh, you know, what she just did there, Captain Boomerang taught her everything she needed to know. See, this shit right here, Freddy, the, the, the little kid that they got to play Freddy just looks fucked up. This kid and the kid they got to play Michael Myers in Halloween Resurrection, the deleted or, you know, the deleted alternate opening. They, they cast the right young boy. Jesus, man. Ugh, the sounds just. Ugh. Where's the teacher at? Did he kill the teacher too? That part was always weird. Yo, could y'all imagine? Hold up, man. Like. I just thought of something. If I ever like did like a remake or whatever sequel, doesn't matter. This motherfucker's cutting himself, and this this was good. This was good casting for a uh, teenage Freddy too. And Alice Cooper plays his stepdad, foster dad, whatever. You ready for it, boy? He just comes down there to whoop his ass every night at 7:16 p.m. But I would definitely start a, a movie off like that with Freddy in school and killing an animal and then them them chanting Son of a Hundred Maniacs like that. But I love how it flashes from the kids to the adults saying it and then back to the kids. That shit's weird. If you just stop feeling it, you can start using it. Why are you screaming? He didn't even cut you.
This is how I feel like when people come for me when I say I don't like the Blair Witch Project and You're Next and Scarface is overrated. When I have my unpopular opinions, like people are just chanting outside. It's like, that's how I feel. They're like, what? You don't like what everybody else likes? No. And then they just toss the Molotovs at me. You know, if I didn't know any better, I would have thought Freddie and that woman were having sex right now. Just by the sound of it, but he's actually killing her. Some good acting from that little girl right there. Mommy just had to take her medicine for snooping in daddy's special work. Bro. That's so awful, man. But you did tell, didn't you? And now, it's time to take your medicine. Oh, stop it. What if she pulled the wrong person out of her dream? Speaking of which, I always wanted to see a movie, man. Like, this is for, like, the last ten years and some change. I've always wanted to see a movie where somebody pulled... Like, did y'all ever have a dream about somebody who you have never seen in real life? Um, it, it's some of the weirdest shit ever. So I always wanted to have a... Uh, a I wanted to see a movie where... If somebody runs into someone they've never seen in their life, I don't know if it's a manifestation of something, but, you know, they just bring the person out of their dream. And shit is, like, real life is just different compared to what's in that dream realm. I don't know. It just sounds a little weird. If I ever got to see that movie be made, I, you know, keep Christopher Nolan the fuck away from it. Because he'll pop up, you know, over at Warner Brothers. I want to do that it's like, nah, dog. I'm still trying to, fit, you know, make sense of Inception. Glad they didn't. We're gonna have to hit him with everything we got. She said it's too small. And Maggie's a badass, yo. I think I, I like Alice a little better. Like, Alice is the unsung hero of the franchise. But Maggie's Maggie's a badass, for real. Do certain lines hit as they should? No. But for the most part, I do like Maggie as a character, as a final girl in the series. I wouldn't mind if Lisa Zane came back for a, a Nightmare on Elm Street sequel. Shit, bring her, you know, if Nancy's dead in the timeline, this timeline in particular, if Nancy died in part three, bring back, um, uh, bring back Lisa Zane and Lisa Wilcox. Shit, and Kelly Joe Minter, because she survived at the end of Dream, uh, Dream Child, was it? 
believe you. I know, Daddy. But when they took you from me, it wasn't right. I wonder how the 3D worked for people in this movie. Because my copy, I when I had bought this movie, like on DVD a while back, well, a long time ago, uh, I had bought the box set with all seven movies, and there's like a bonus disc with the labyrinth and the making of and all that type stuff. It was a really sweet buy. And I got it for the Lolo, because one of my coworkers, um, I think he actually made me come into work early because I wanted to buy that. I was like, all right, no problem. Shit, that's more money for me. But um, the movie, this one came with 3D glasses. And I kind of tried to psych myself out by putting them on. Which And I didn't have a 3D TV at the time, so it was bullshit. Come on, let's go. He said, give me that glass. This is not a healthy father-daughter relationship at all. God, his shit split. Oh, right between the fucking index finger and the thumb just split open. Oh, no. That sound and how it looks and when she fucking hits him in the arm and connects or hits him in the hand and connects his hand to his chest with that with that crowbar. That shit is disgusting. I love this. How uh, Tracy's just tossing her just random weapons and shit. She about to just make it work. I don't know, like, give me everything. And Maggie's a crack shot, yo. She's like the female version of Deadpool. Not Deadpool, a dead shot. This right here. This and when he's trying to take it out. And it's making that little nasty little snap, crackle, pop sound. It's like, ugh. Yeah, you should. 
That was a super 3D shot right there. I'd be like, damn, well, you could have told me when you lit the wick. The fuse, the wick, whatever. That line, I could have went without. The Happy Father's Day line, it's like, all right, we can Damn, Doc eats his spinach, man. He pulled the whole door off the hinges. Now, now, where did they go? The three worms and shit. This made everybody want to own a pair of 3D glasses in their lives. Now, I know there's people that absolutely hate that fucking line. And yes, people, I am now looking at the imaginary camera like I'm Jim from The Office because it's like, why did we have to say the name of the movie in the movie? It's not like in any other movie in the series we've had, um, you know, somebody say, I had a nightmare. But now it's like I'm having a nightmare on Elm Street because I'm one of the dream warriors. Like, no, like, God, God damn it. Do we have to do that? But I do love this montage, and I do love this song, this Why Was I Born song. You get a montage of all the best scenes in the entire franchise. I love that shit right there. But, uh, people, now, I'm not judging this based on Oscar-worthy acting and writing. It's the sixth entry in a Nightmare on Elm Street series, alright? So I'm not, I'm basing this off of what I expect from a Nightmare on Elm Street series. I expect likable, first of all, let me just say that this is an 8 out of 10 for me. Uh, as far as entertainment goes, uh, what keeps it from a 10, they did stray, and I said this earlier, they strayed away from a lot of the practical like effects as far as gore and the violence goes, and they went with more of the goofy shit, which is fine because that's what this series was becoming. Again, I love that they embraced all of that. But however, there's only three deaths in this movie, if I'm not mistaken. And there was only three deaths in the last movie. Whereas in something like The Dream Master, Freddy was really picking these niggas off, man. And I know the Nightmare on Elm Street movies aren't really big on body counts. But overall, it was, you know, while I do think The Dream Child is the weakest in the original series, it does make up for that in pretty memorable fucking nightmare sequences these are memorable but they're very they're, they're pretty pulled back in comparison to the last movie so that's one of the things that that kind of keeps it from a 10 and i don't know while i did like these characters i don't think i like them more than the characters in the last movie also but make no mistake it's a strong 8 out of 10 because this gave me everything that the that the nightmare on elm street series was becoming they put an emphasis on the goofy um, they put an emphasis on, you know, the slapstick, the the over-the-top factor of the movie. Rachel Talalay really, she really went for broke, man, and she put her foot in this one. And I can never take that away from her, especially a female director directing horror, which um, I don't know how common it was back in the 80s and the 90s. I know one of the most known female directors, I can't remember her name, but the one that did Slumber, Slumber Party Massacre. But it's good to have Rachel Talalay on the list of people who are a part of these slasher franchises, man. Because you don't get a lot of female directors in the, Night uh, in the Nightmare on Elm Street series. You don't get a lot of female directors in the Friday 13th and Halloween series. So it's really, it's good to see diversity at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? And um, 
Oh shit, that R.I.P. threw me off, but they were they were saying R.I.P. Freddy. I was about to be like, what the fuck just happened? But no, um, entertaining nonetheless, man. I there's there's a lot of com- a lot of things I could complain about as far as this movie, but I'm I'm not going to because I knew what to expect going into a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. And the more I see this movie, yeah, I'll pick apart certain things that first of all the computer just froze. But um there's a lot of things I could pick apart in this movie, but I'm not going to because like I said, I know exactly what I'm going into a Nightmare on Elm Street movie for. I'm going to see Freddy do his thing and crack jokes and just be hilarious, maybe be scary in a scene or two, but this wasn't the case. Uh, I'm going for some really creative effects and dream sequences, which I did get, even though I said they were pulled back in comparison to the last one. There's some really um, decent, you know, uh, uh, camera tricks that they do in these movies. I want to say they have decent camera tricks in the series, but Rennie Harlan in the fourth movie really started to go above and beyond to make his shots stand out and make them even more dreamlike than we've seen before. And um, I'm going for likable people, likable victims. I hate to say it like that, but that's what they are. Likable characters in the Nightmare on Elm Street series. That's another reason why the the 2010 remake sucked is because I didn't give a fuck whether those characters lived or died. And this movie, I actually cared whether John Doe died. I cared whether Spencer and Carlos and Tracy and Doc and, you know, Maggie died. I cared about these characters, man. They were entertaining to watch. The movie's entertaining all around. Big shout out to Rachel Talalay, shout out to Robert England, Lisa Zane, Sean Greenblatt, Leslie Dean, and Yafet Koto. Rest in peace, shout out to him, shout out to uh, Ricky Dean Logan, Brecken Meyer, you know, everybody that made their cameos, except Roseanne, fuck her racist ass. But, um, you know, shout out to everybody that was involved in the making of this movie. And while the, while I do say it was pulled back, shout out to whoever was behind the practical effects in this movie, because when it does hit, it hits pretty decent. Um for the time that this movie came out but y'all already know people y'all already know where to go and if y'all don't y'all can follow the podcast on anchor spotify itunes google podcast apple podcast overcast pocket cast breaker radio public Podbean, and podcast addict shout out to anchor follow me on facebook and instagram and oh my god what the fuck was that other platform what's that other platform and tiktok i almost said some other shit people i don't know where my head is at right now um yeah, so shout out to those platforms, you know what I'm saying, and uh, follow me on those platforms, and shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs, and shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Horror Virus, and last but certainly not least, shout out to the two, the reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there, this should be out uh, later on in the late afternoon or evening, people, and um, you guys can also check out my trailer reaction for Top Gun Maverick, I don't know if it was trailer 2 or trailer 12, but I decided to do a trailer reaction for it, I didn't the first time it came out, but uh, I, I said why not, man, you know, I let the people know what I thought of the trailer, and let them know that I actually have not seen the first movie, but it's on my, it's on my radar a little bit, a little bit, we'll, we'll see what happens, but more content to come, people, and y'all already know the love and support that y'all show me, I show it back to y'all tenfold, and then some, so with that being said, people, yours truly Romero Tudor, another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.